He is seated behind you at every Husky home game. He will be there today. Sun Devils suck! Sun Devils suck! You moved your season tickets to an entirely different section of the stadium this season. Hey man, those cheerleaders are hot! But he was still there, seated behind you. Hey, check this out! <coughs> no, wait, wait, I got a better one! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about! And even though alcohol is not served in Husky Stadium, oh, yeah! he always seems to be filled with it. <laughs> He's obnoxious. Are you going to eat the rest of that hot dog? He's annoying. I got allergies. <laughs> He's embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry. He is the most irritating, least interesting fan in the world. I don't always drink. But when I do, I drink a lot of it. Do not punch him. Restrain yourself. Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> Come on, you guys! Make a tackle! Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. You know this song. Everybody knows these songs. They were huge for Fleetwood Mac, and one of their members has crossed over. Now it is Christine McVeigh. 79 years old, which was surprising to me. Uh, she was. Wait, part- did you think she was? Did you think she was older or younger? I thought she. I figured I would have even guessed her to be in her 50s, late 50s, oh. maybe. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but she uh, was a founding member, of course, of Fleetwood Mac, huge group, and uh, and not that she just was a singer, but she also wrote some of their biggest songs, "Don't Stop," "Little Lies," "Over My Head." And then they would always close their concerts with this song, Songbird. So that's a pretty big blow. Yeah. Okay, she was the Mick. I think in Fleetwood Mac, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, yeah, she and um, she and um, gosh, Stevie Nicks were extremely close. Yeah. Surprisingly, I always feel like band members hate each other, but they were very very close. Well, the girls got to stick together, right? Girls got to stick together, man. Man, big old macho other band members. 
Uh, also passing away, and by the way, good morning, Lisa, or good afternoon, or whenever. Good morning, Pat, if that is your real name. <laughs> yes, that's the one I'm going by. That's the one I uh, I show the police when they pull me over. Irene Cara died, 63 years old, um, singer, uh, performer, dancer. Her big uh, her big break was in the movie Fame. And well, she wrote Flashdance. That was how right. I knew. Yeah. Oh, she was in the movie. She was in the movie Fame. I think so. Am I wrong? No, I think. No, I. You know, Pat, you're usually right about a, all, all the things. I have to admit, I did not do my research on this. <laughs> you uh, are usually always right. Uh, I don't um, know. This. Let's. I'll just uh, take this part out of the podcast, and okay. no one will be the wiser. That's right. Uh, yeah. Also, no, but you're right. She did record. She wasn't in the movie Fame, but she recorded the title song Fame oh, and that hit number all right. 1. All and right. then she did so that was in 1980 and then in 1983 she sang uh co-wrote the Flashdance song. Silent tears full of pride in a world made of steel. So okay. she was big in the 80s, but just had a couple of really hot, hot, hot hits. And that right. was it. Okay. Well, thank you. Oh, God. Thanks for playing second base. Because that ball sure. definitely got by me as uh, no problem. the supposed pitcher. And then always... uh, this is one. This is a guy you've talked about, oh, God, ever since I've known you. Uh-oh. You, you would talk about this guy all the time and just tell, and always telling me how great he was. And I... And I didn't appreciate him, and now he's gone. He's not was ninety one years old, and of course I'm talking about Frederick Swan, the master of the pipe organ. And you used to say, really? "Have you heard? Have you heard the latest Swan thing?" And it is—he is so good on the pipe organ. Yeah. And you used yeah. to always tell me how you loved on Sundays yeah. to watch on TV Robert Schuler and the Hour of Power. Um, Right. Which which was one of the most popular uh, of those yeah. religious programs on Sunday mornings. Yeah, and I he, wish they still had those. He played the uh, he played the pipe organ there for the Hour of Power as well. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna miss him. What, you're gonna miss. Well, you're gonna miss his who? Music will live on. The guy. Can you? Said, his name was Frederick Roger, Swan, Lisa. As if you didn't know. Oh. Since you've been doing nothing but talking about him. Hey, um. Can we? T- I don't. I guess we can't stop. I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, I don't see anything what? popping up and down on the audio tracks here. Oh, okay. yeah. You said okay. that last time, All but right. you're here. I see you. So I'll take that part out. And then... Yeah. But wouldn't it be hilarious if the Pat podcast was just me this time? <laughs> Outside of the improvement, no one would know the difference. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think you're on, my uh, friend. You are okay. On. And and uh, I'm not taking this out, actually. I'll just give people a behind-the-scenes look at the drama and the and the tension and the worry that uh, that goes into these podcasts like, as well. What, it's like walking a tightrope with no Exactly. Net. Yeah. I wonder if Frankie Avalon ever did that. 
walked a tightrope without a net. I'll have to look that up. What a random reference. Yeah, it kind of was, wasn't it? And and then I wanted to mention also the passing of a baseball great Hall of Fame pitcher named Gaylord Perry, who was 84 years old. And he, he play for? He pitched for six different teams. Oh. He, and, but he uh, got his, for a pitcher, a milestone is to win 300 games in your career. And he got his 300th win as a Seattle Mariner and uh, went on to win, I don't know how many more, 316 or something. But anyway, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I remember he was uh, much celebrated as a Seattle Mariner. Uh, because he was already very famous. That and when was, was this? If he was 112, like you just said, how, when did he play was, for the Mariners? It was in the 80s. So was he like and, an older player? Well, he was getting to the end of his career, but he was still quite effective. But he was also very famous or infamous because he was noted for uh, loading up the ball. You know, you've heard of spitballs, Lisa. Oh, would, so did he put a substance on it? He would do it. He he would deny it, but he un, un, undoubtedly did it a lot. And a, a baseball is is a round sphere, of course. So if you put if you scratch a side of it, or you put uh, Vaseline on uh, it, or anything, uh-huh. it's going to make it more lopsided. When you throw it, it's going to go funny places. Even though it doesn't seem like that would create that big of a difference it would be enough of a difference to strike people out so and the goal is to make it weird enough that the bat can't ever find it once it gets to you <laughs> is that it yeah it looks like it looks like one thing to a batter oh. when you're seeing the ball coming towards you and then it'll suddenly tail away or it'll drop or it'll go up yeah. you know all the different things that can happen and uh so that Didn't was his they used to keep vaseline under their brim of their hat like the pitcher would touch the Oh yeah, his hat. And that's yeah. where he'd have a gob of Vaseline under there. Gaylord was famous for like going back. The uh, pitchers have a a bag uh, uh, sitting just off the mound called the rosin bag. Yeah, know? and like, and that that's like so that's a way to dry your your hands if you're right. sweating. Right. Well, he'd go, but he'd fake it. You know, he'd fake like he's using the rosin bag, but the the finger that had the load on it, he would. Uh, keep off of the bag so he went through all the motions to look legit but uh there were some questions about the spitball it. has been cussed and discussed by baseball people over the years the leading proponent of the illegal pitch is gaylord perry but the man who taught it to him is bob shaw and bob how do you throw it go to my hat load it up down now here it is loaded up on the ball it's loaded up. Did he ever get punished? He finally got caught. He, the only time, I believe, or at least the first time, cited for it, and I think thrown out of the game, was when he was pitching for the Seattle Mariners of all time, which was towards the end of his career. He got away with it <laughs> for years mm. before that, and mm. it didn't keep him from staying out of the Hall of, Hall of Fame. But I took my father-in-law to a game it, during that time, and... Uh, I, we got to sit in one of those suites in the, it was in the old kingdom. So we're mm-hmm. sitting up in this suite. They bring you food and you get, you know, beer and stuff. And Gaylord Perry, who I think might've been injured at the time, he came and he sat with us and uh, gabbed with my father-in-law who was enthralled to be <laughs> talking to Gaylord Perry. So anyway, so he's gone. So That takes care of that, and it's been too long, and how are you doing? And, oh, by the way, 
uh, I'm supposed to get a colonoscopy uh, in two days. Up and away, my beautiful, my beautiful. How fun for you. Why do you always have to tell me about it? Well, I don't need to know. Why do you and, want to tell me? Well, I'm telling you because it is, uh, I've been trying to get you to do the same for some time. At a certain age, it's a good idea. I don't idea. need to. I don't need to. Everything you, feels fine down there. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know until it was too late. It, yeah, well. so I, I think you're doomed myself, but... Uh, I know. It's been nice you know. working with you. The reason I brought it up is because not I only had one three years ago. So technically, you'd say, well, you you, you don't need another one now. And But you know what, Lisa? <laughs> I cannot... I cannot pass up the opportunity to be on camera. Oh, Pat. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you like it. <laughs> you should treat it like a dental cleaning. Do it every six months. <laughs> it's not so bad. Uh, I, we've talked about this before. Somebody like Martin Short said, it's 99% unpleasant. Or maybe he said 90% unpleasant, but 10% uh, not so bad. <laughs> of course, of course, you're knocked out when the procedure is taking place. Really right, nice. of course. All the uncomfortableness comes from the anticipation of it. You, you don't. Yeah. I. So I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. where my anxiety comes from. The last it's time never, I. Had, yeah. It's never the thing. It's the anticipation of the thing. Anticipation. All right, you're gonna feel a little pressure. Be sure to text me continually during your call because I want to hear every detail about it. Last time I left the doctor's office post-colonoscopy, mm -hmm. they said, oh, do you want the pictures? I said, what? <laughs> yeah. And so they printed out pictures of it. What? It looks what? like a vacation trip to Carlsbad Cavern. Oh. And I'm thinking, I thought, what am I going to do with these pictures? Why would I want them? But I accepted them nonetheless. And I'm you looking at them right them now. You've got to post them on Instagram. you got to post them on Instagram. Well, they're framed on my wall. Yeah, you're right. I should put them on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> but not Twitter, because uh, I'm, oh. I'm not a fool. God, not yeah. Twitter. No, Twitter's a, Twitter is a train wreck right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people assumed that Twitter was like the major platform uh, in social uh, media, but uh, it's, it's actually not that popular compared well, Elon, to Facebook Elon and Musk is managing Instagram. to just drive this ship right into the rocks. Yeah, so. I don't get it. I don't get it. You, he's, yeah, he's, he's doing some crazy stuff on Twitter, and people are bailing out like crazy seems to be so, seems to be i don't know that yeah. much about it but yeah i've, I've never been uh, yeah i know I, I know you have a twitter account but i know you don't you're not yeah, active on I it do you have an instagram account no no what what's wrong with you what, what what's right what's wrong right with get having your, one get your butt on instagram who cares who cares it's fun no it's a waste of time no Fa facebook's a waste it's a waste of time they're all big I, do you ever get off facebook and say damn i feel good Gee, that felt great. I'm very oh. rarely on Facebook. Oh, so. man. What a feeling. What a feeling. Ah, oh, I'm so happy. I am sitting on top of the world, just rolling along.
just rolling along. It's the, the thing with those, we've talked about this, it's those little dopamine hits you get when people like your stuff. It's all it is is validation. That's all that stuff is. is oh, they liked my picture. Oh, God. I suppose. Yeah, that's all it is. That uh, that whole business we've talked about it before as well of uh, texting, for example, um, memes and all of that, uh, it, it takes away the nuance of meaning in many cases. You don't know what they're re- someone's really trying to say because you can't see them raise an eyebrow. You can't see their tongue in their cheek. So you don't always know the meaning of it. And sometimes we jump to conclusions about of things course. that are pretty innocuous. We, uh, My brother, as I mentioned to you, Mike, moved to Arizona some months ago. And, uh, and so around Thanksgiving time, we said, hey, we're thinking of traveling down to Arizona to see you guys. And, uh, and then we changed our mind. And so I wrote them a text that said something like, well, it turns out we're not going to be traveling down to Arizona to see you guys after all. And then the reply I got was, quote, sounds good. <laughs> I just so, but what, told you we're not coming. Sounds good. <laughs> so that's an example to me. Either they got one of those automatic response things and they just yes. clicked on that. Yeah. Or but it, but it, it just it kind of made me laugh. Sounds good. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad we're not coming. If, you know what? I'm if you're relieved grateful, about it. I'm grateful that you don't do this. I don't know why this drives me up the wall because it feels like such a cop out. And you have an iPhone, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when I text you, I text you some I texted you some stuff this week, which we can talk about if you want. But I like that you don't use the like feature on something I've just sent to you. Like you don't come I don't get a response from you that goes, Pat liked your comment. Yeah. I like that you actually respond to my comment. I I don't and, and I don't have that uh option on my I have a Samsung phone, an Android phone. So I have to respond to you. I don't can't just like it. It seems like a cop out to well, me. That's a Facebook people, thing, the like it thing. You're right. That is just so lame. It's lame. If you have, if you don't not, like it, respond to me. Go, oh, yeah. I'd even take a sounds good. I would yeah. take that. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, I I totally agree. It, that's that's another reason why I'm saying so much of it is a waste of time. You're not really communicating anything. Exactly. I like it. What are you supposed to say? I, I hate it. That would be more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I we, guess we'll talk about one of the things you texted me if you want to. Oh, of uh, course. Later, but I wanted to tell you <laughs> as I I'm reading here, I'm going to be a little judicious in how I go about this. But um, oh, God. What is it? We uh, we uh, came north for Thanksgiving. We uh, you did, and I didn't get to see you. Well, I didn't get to see anybody. I had all these plans. I was going to go see people, just drop in on them, and we. Well, why uh, did you rent a house in the middle of the ocean? It's, you made it difficult to get to you. Well, it was on Whidbey Island, which uh, well, I guess technically is in the middle of the ocean. But uh, yes. Uh, well, the United States is in the middle of the ocean when you get right down to it. So. <laughs> But anyway, we uh, no, we rented this little coastal place. It was really fun. It was nice. Yeah, it was pretty, very it was pretty, gorgeous. We had, you know, we just love the beach and the coast, and and of course, we immediately 
despair when we're there because we don't have anything like that down here in central Oregon where we live. But uh, so I'm going to be very judicious again and careful about how I say this. But there was a member of the group of people that came to Thanksgiving. And they included my son. I'm sorry, his, I'm laughing. My son. I'm sorry. His girlfriend. I'm just laughing because of the messages you sent me about this. But continue. Oh my god, I I, I don't know where to start. All I will say that a person who showed up, I've, we've met him at least seven years. He's been around in our lives, and is connected to one of our 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 kids. And uh, this fellow. Uh, he has got to be, there used to be an old saying when I was a kid, it doesn't mean anything anymore because uh, people don't have record players anymore, but there used to be a comedian once said, this guy was so mouthy and so blabby that he's, he's like he was vaccinated with a phonograph needle. That's actually very clever. And this guy is that guy. He, he from the moment he arrived, would not shut the up. Just wouldn't do it. All the time, everything, and expounding on shit he doesn't know anything about doesn't matter, and or you you'll say, oh no no, we already heard about that. Yeah, we already know about that. Doesn't slow him down. He'll keep right on going, oh and he God. he'll follow you into other rooms. I mean, you don't even have to be subtle about it. You can turn on your heel, walk out of the room, walk outside, jump on a bus, go to Vancouver, BC, get on a plane, fly to Copenhagen get on the subway and go to visit uh, an aunt in uh, somewhere in the Scandinavia. And he'd be following you the whole way, still talking the whole time. Blah, 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 blah. And loud, too. Oh I mean, you could be sitting right next to him and go, hey, how about those Seahawks, huh? Ah! I'm sitting right here, man. You don't need to. doesn't matter. He'll keep going. Top of his lungs. And it's never, ever anything. Say, Ooh. That's interesting. <laughs> that never happens. Never anything it's interesting. Never anything interesting. How long did you, was this, because um, you were here for what, three days? Oh my God, Lisa, it felt like three years. It really did. And uh, so and he, was this person there the whole three days? Is yeah. What yeah. Oh. And, and the last to leave. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's just, it was an absolute nightmare. You talk too much, you worry me to death. You talk too much, you even worry my pet. You just talk, talk too much. You talk about people that you don't know. You talk about people wherever you go. You just talk. Now, one of my good friends, uh, I was going to, uh, he lives in Portland now, and I was going to go swing by Portland on our way to Whidbey Island. Yeah. And he said, well, that'd be great, except that we got some people coming over here. They're going to be here for a couple of three days. They're not even going to be here. They're just going to sleep here because they're going to go, they're big fans of some sport, and they're going to go, it's a big four-day uh, sport weekend of some kind they were going to and i said well do you know are these good friends of yours he said well i know i know them pretty well but not re super well but um yeah they they wanted to know if they could stay with us while they're up here so i said yeah i said well in that case i'm not going to come by 
and visit you after all because I don't need to pile on if you've already got guests there. He said, no, 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 they won't be here that long. They come. They... Well, anyway, it turns out that these guests that he said would barely be there came on a Wednesday of Thanksgiving week and didn't leave until Monday morning. Oh, God. And brought another couple with them. That's too too long for people to be at my house. Oh my God! Yes, it is. There's I don't there's even, a. I don't even want people at my house for over two hours. That's just <laughs> too much. For, that's too much for me. Don't come around here no more. Don't come around here no more. Whatever you're looking for. Hey! Don't come around. Start looking at your watch. I always know it's time to leave. <laughs> I'm very particular about the company I want to see. I know, and, and, to, and that makes me feel bad because I know a lot of people just love guests coming, and, they're, and they do everything for them. I saw a cartoon today that shows a couple uh, in a giant pool of water uh, riding bareback on two porpoises that are jumping out of the water, and the people on shore are saying, uh, you guys, you know, you don't need to entertain us. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's what it feels like when you have guest day. You think, what can we do? We, we've already done everything. So, but I think it depends on who the people are. Like, um, uh, you know, I love having Trixie. You know, Trixie, my friend from um, from King Five TV, and she's she came and stayed. We spent like three or four days, and yeah. we don't need to do anything. We just right. like hanging out and talking and doing what we do and so there wasn't um you know anything for us to worry about so it just depends on your company yeah like if a supermodel came to visit i mean i'd be fine with that <laughs> you know i could put up with that i bet, I bet you would or uh but no what if we... she was really blabby what if she <clears throat> followed you around and just said stupid crap for three straight days i guess you wouldn't care would you <laughs> no i wouldn't care with her but it... <laughs> if heidi klum came to visit for i said stay as long as you like I, I, it's fine stay as long as you like and everything she would say would be fascinating of course but <laughs> right. but this guy that just came no so my right. friend has these people they stay much longer than expected they are there all the time and they take them out to dinner they first of all they make thanksgiving turkey dinner for them on thanksgiving my friend and his wife and uh and um and then they go take them to restaurants they they fix some food all the time they got them tickets to a concert these people did not pay for one thing wow they're staying at these people's house and they don't pick up i mean wow. the guy i'm talking about uh, by the way the uh, the guy that that i had to put up with uh, not only is he mr talkative but the guy is the biggest cheapskate in the world he couldn't pick up a check in zero gravity. I mean, this guy is just, he's, and wow. it never occurs to him to pick up huh. a check. He wanted, huh. when we go to a restaurant, we don't even split it. He's just assumed, wow. he's just assumed that, that my wife and I will pay the bill. So that's really awkward. There, there's every good reason to, uh, to not want to encounter him again. Just yeah. impossible. Just impossible. Oh, I have a I have a question about kind of that. ruined the whole vacation. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, I don't want to get off off that topic, but is that a topic? Um, 
Well, uh, you just, just kind of went on a rant, so I'm just trying to get you yeah, to Yeah, I did. I just got to get it off my chest, and I can't think of anybody I'd rather tell it to that could re- relate to it. So picking up a check is, yeah, it is sort of an interesting um, conundrum when you're in it with a group of people. I I feel like I always try to offer to pay for my portion of it, but I wonder, do, do, do the rules go out? I don't know how, what the rules are anymore in the dating world. I um, saw this, uh, this gentleman, Ice, who was so boring. Oh my God, Pat. Oh my God. Oh my God! I, I can't even. I'm I'm bored just telling you how boring he he was. This is a story of one I can't forget. Two different people trying to figure out where they end. Do you remember our simpler times? Sharing tapes and pressing rewind. We got nothing left in common, nothing else to say but somehow. Is this a guy you had a date with? Yeah, I know. See, this is what I thought. I thought, all right, well, maybe maybe he takes a while to, you know, maybe he's a slow yeah. burn. Yeah, that okay? could be. So, <clears throat> a slow burn. And and I'm learning that, no, he wasn't. He was just as unfascinating on the fourth <laughs> date as he was the fir- first one. There was no improvement, zero improvement in the conversation or the charm. But my question is, uh, he invited me out for a meal Mm -hmm. and I, so this is our fourth date now, but he invited me and I grabbed my purse and he didn't offer to pay. Am I being sexist? Am I being, what's, is that a weird thing to expect on the fourth date? to have did you pick up his meal no no we split the check no well you know lisa this um this is a a conundrum it is that yeah i know you are because it it is the collision of uh, traditional traditional behavior and dating uh protocol yeah it's the collision of that into women's rights um of course, all of that. So, uh, I, I'm an I'm old fashioned. I would never let you pick up the check on a date for crying yeah. out loud. No. Yeah. Well, I, never. I mean, the co- you know we had a coffee date, and I obviously <clears throat> no, I just I'll grab my own coffee. I mean, when you're but by the fourth time, it was like, oh, okay, well. That, well, I don't think right. I think you could reasonably expect that either he's a goon or he just. Um, I, uh, he's I, a cheapskate, or he just uh, is not that committed to your fledgling relationship yet. Oh no, he asked me out again, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I can't. No, fourth, no." Okay, now let let me be him. No, okay. you're <laughs> okay. So I'm asking you. I'm going to ask you for a date. Um, I didn't handle it very well. Let, let me see I, if the, uh, I'm. Gonna... I'm a little ashamed. Hi, Lisa. It's Brad again. 
You know the one that guy that you went out with yes. a couple of times. Yeah, uh, we had coffee and yeah and stuff. I was wondering if you, you'd like to go out again. I just had such a great time last time, and I got a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, you mean you want to go grab a meal? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, I'd like to take you out to dinner. Well, I'd like to go to dinner, and yeah. then you'd be there too. So, uh, sure. how about it? Sure. I'm, th- I'm looking sure. at Saturday. Are you available Saturday night? Sure. Do you, do you think you'll be more interesting than you were the first three times? Oh, I uh, forgot you're funny. I forgot. <laughs> I, for a second there, I thought you were serious. Um, there, I'm trying to figure out now, you live around. Uh, what yeah, is let the, me say. What's the closest taco you. time to you? <laughs> we, went to, we went to a Persian restaurant. But it was that, it was after when we, and I could tell he wanted to kiss me. I could just tell. And I'm like, oh my God, do not get your lips anywhere near me. Get your Persian, your boring lips. Persian food breath near me. Your bore, I wouldn't care. If he had interesting, exciting lips, fine. I don't care. But I'm sure his lips were as boring as he was. So <laughs> I was like, I could just sort of tell. Did we you have boring lips? Oh, yes, you can. There are some boring lips out there. But, uh, yeah, so that's when he asked. He said, I said, well, that was nice. And he's like, yeah, we should do that again. That's what he said. He didn't really, like, ask me out. We should do that again. And I'm thinking, no, I've done it four times, and it's not gotten any better. Well, how did you, uh, the reason I tried to assume his identity for a moment there is because I wanted to hear how you actually declined well, I didn't, I dodged, I ah, dodged okay. and I'm not proud of it, but I dodged. So he said, we should do that again. And I said, okay, have a good night, which might've been interpreted as okay, comma. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night rather than, okay, have a good night. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, here's the thing. If you, and then if, I ran to my car. Yeah. If you declined, uh, even the uh, suggestion of another date with him. Then but he uh, might have and, thought, and, and you based it. Let's say that you went on the date, and the guy got drunk, and he was, he was getting pushy with you, and he was insulting the waiter. And I mean, that would be awesome. That'd, that'd be exciting, not boring. That, but oh, go ahead. What I was going to say is, being boring is not a crime. I mean, it's not. He's he can't say he can't say you know what Pat. from now on I'm not going to be boring anymore. Pat, it's just Pat. how he is. Pat. Yeah. He's the nicest man, great on paper. Um, great on paper, handsome, but dull. Oh my god. <laughs> so dull. Now, now do- I I cannot abide by dull men and here's yeah. the problem. Well, you're putting I, up with me. Yeah. No, but you're not boring. And but here's my problem and you know this about me. I tend to uh, gravitate towards men who are not boring, but they seem to be unavailable for any sort of a uh, relationship right. on a level that I need. But they're terribly exciting, terribly charming, terribly interesting, blah, 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 blah. And then the ones that are available for um, a relationship or marriage or whatever are so boring. Well, that, that's that, why they're available, obviously. Right. But... So I texted you the other night. Uh, I was on a phone date with a different boring guy who was actually oh, you boring. Oh, a twofer, huh? 
Yeah, he was boring because he, all he did was talk about himself. The whole – he was like your Mr. Blabby guy. I'd say – I'd ask him a question and he'd go, well, this is a man. And he'd go on and on and on and on and on. And he'd go on and on and on. And he would never ask anything about me, ever. He'd, he'd never say, so what about you? Nope. Um, not at all. That's when I – I texted you in the middle of that phone conversation. <laughs> you were actually on it? And, I yes, I remember the text. I have it right here. Not only that, here's what, what? you say. Can I quote from it? Yes. Yeah, it was great. So you're actually at the table with him. No, I'm on a phone call with him. Oh, okay. So you're talking on the phone. No, I haven't met him. <clears throat> I'm not going to meet him because he's boring. Okay, we're not. we're talking about a different guy than the... Different guy. The guy going to dinner at the there's lots of there Pat, there's lots of available men out there, but they just are so boring to be boring. Here's what you wrote. Ha ha. Right. Um, well, I think you you wanted to know when we could record this podcast, and I gave you oh, a yeah. smart-ass remark. And then, yeah, you gave me a smart-ass and, remark. And then you said, ha ha. And then you say, OMG, I am on the most boring phone date right now. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He is talking all, and you put... It looks like about 15 L's after the word all. He is talking all about himself. And he has a high voice and sounds like a wimp. Except, except you didn't say wimp. I didn't say wimp. You should say what I said. Sounds like a pussy, you said. <laughs> he did. He had a really high voice, kind of the voice you were doing earlier. That's kind of the voice that he had. I have to tell you this, and maybe this is just me, but I I used to know this guy. He had, excuse me, he had this great voice. He's a radio guy. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. And even as a young kid, he would always go, oh, hi, Pat, how's it going? Good to see you. <laughs> and everything that came out of his mouth sounded great. It sounded, I thought, God dang, he's so interesting to listen to. Just yeah. because of his voice was so great, yeah. so I guess what I'm getting to is does his does his boringness is that uh, made worse by by having a high voice? I mean, if he was boring, but he had a mellifluous. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Let me tell you about myself. Would that be more <laughs> tolerable, night. or is it the combination God. of all of that? It's a really great question. I, I I think I'd have to, I'm going to have to go with content here. It's okay. the content. You're right, of course. Yes. Because I have talked to many interesting people whose voices maybe I didn't care for, but the, the content was interesting. But I'm hoping I can find a nice blend of a voice that is pleasant mm -hmm. and somebody who is, and the the most ironic thing about this is that this guy said, the one of the things he's looking for is somebody who's a good conversationalist. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> I'm the, like, oh, really? The level, level of self delusion is palpable there. Oh, so. really? Exactly. It's like people who go, I'm funny. Well, not everybody's funny. Everybody thinks they're funny. Or let's say I have a really good sense of humor. No, no, you don't. Well, who, no, whoever would cop to, I have a terrible sense of humor. That's what I mean. And I'm Everybody... dull and I'm not right. interesting. Exactly. And I was. I'm the one of the homeliest people you'll ever meet. And uh, then I met this guy who is what ass. was the opposite of Mr. Blabby. He was, I call him one word man. One word man was quite a challenge. <laughs> so yes and no. One, 
right? Exactly. One word man. So I, he, he messaged me and I, he had a picture of his dog and I said, I said, oh, I go, or I didn't assume it was his dog, but I said, oh, is that your dog? Yes. <laughs> Which makes you I feel said, stupid. Well, and I yeah, said, that's why it's in the picture with me. I said, yeah, but that's all he said was yes. And I said, oh, okay, well. Does he bite? <laughs> yes. What's your, do what's your dog's name? Oscar. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised he didn't uh, pick that up into do, two words. Oscar and then later car. Yeah. Do you and Oscar live in near near the Seattle area? I'm trying to get something going. I'm trying to throw a little bit of Tinder on this thing. Just get, trying to get something sure, going. Sure. Do you and Oscar live near Seattle? Yes. And I said, F it. I'm out. I'm out. I can't deal with one word man. Are, one word man. Are you, are, are you, do you have blisters on your fingers making it hard for you to type? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, don't be sorry. Well, I'm sorry it's, that you have to, you have to, you know, go to bat so many times until you finally can get a hit, even if that's just a bun. Oh, no, it's up. all right. It's okay. I've met some very interesting people. I'm just, I'm amused at, at some of the things that I, I, I'm just amused by this sort of thing. And, and I'm learning a lot about myself too, during this whole process. Well, I think you know? as you, you get uh, older, you've been in multiple relationships, uh, you're mature and you're not going to be as uh, easy to, uh, you know, I jump thought you're just going to end the sentence there. You're not going to be easy <laughs> to jump into something anymore because I've been there. I've done that. And no, and, you know, the sands in the hourglass are are falling through now, and I don't want to yeah, waste my time with somebody. you're not making me feel any better, Pat. Well, you yeah. don't want to waste your time with somebody that you cannot. But you raised a question. You raised a good point, and I do this. I've always done this. You'll, you'll, you'll hear somebody on television. Uh, it could be a woman. could be a man. But they have a voice like, I'm not, I was just saying to my friend Phyllis that it wouldn't it be great if we could get together. And and you go through that thing in your head. And say, I could not m imagine myself being right. married to someone with a voice. I couldn't listen to that for no. fifty years or no. what? No, for f fifty minutes, fifty seconds. And they no. could they could be saying the most brilliant stuff, but the the tonality would drive me around the bend. And that's I, that's agree. because I'm so shallow. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not at all. Not it's at one all. of those. So, contradictory things you know like nobody goes to that cafe because it's too crowded yeah yeah right, right. i'm, I'm going to start thinking positive but i i know it's not going to work you know there's there's nights i'll be on there and i'm like no 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 oh hell no 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 <laughs> now this is just no. by looks right or just yes no 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 oh hi paul swipe to the right and then, but it's pretty much no, 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 no. Oh, Paul, yes. Paul looks pretty good. Hi, but I wonder why no, he's wearing no, no. a prison outfit. Huh. And he said, by the way, I'm 63, not 58. And I said, what? Well, why does your profile say you're 58? And he goes, because I lied about it. Mm. Um, I got caught up in the ageism, you know, thing and just figured if I came, if I looked younger. And I went, well... <laughs> 
I can't date you now if you're dishonest about that. What else are you going to be dishonest about? Yeah, yeah you're right. And he, right. he had a big litter of cows about that. Like, oh, God, it was just a little white lie. And I'm like, no, that is not what a white lie is. A white lie is when I say to you, hey, does my butt look good in these jeans, Pat? And you go, yeah, it looks awesome when it really looks like a big elephant ass. That is a white lie. <laughs> That's a white lie. When you lie about your age, yeah. that's not a white well, lie. That's, it's your, you know what I mean? It's the first time that you have any information at all about this person. You would like to think that that, the lying exactly. should come later in the relationship, <laughs> I believe. That's exactly true. Don't but you? do you think I was too harsh on going, no, I'm out, man. If that's what you're going to no, lie. No I, no, I agree with you. I, I okay, good. Hey, I want to tell you a story. It has nothing to do with that. This okay. happened to my daughter, who, uh, as you know, uh, her, her, she is fiercely progressive and, and, and liberal, mm-hmm. arguably to a fault. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's offended by any time she sees, uh, you know, something that sounds like uh, at all tangential to the time we spent with our previous president. So mm-hmm. she's driving down the highway couple of weeks ago and she gets stopped by a cop. She, oh, no. she was going too fast. So she's pulled over by a cop. Cop walks over to her, does all the usual. Uh, can I see your driver's license, please? And you know how fast you were going, all of that. <laughs> well, as she's sitting there in her car and the cop is talking to her, this guy, and it's a generic kind of guy. You've seen him. We all have driving by in a big pickup truck, got a big old flag flapping off the back of the truck. Yeah. And uh, and suitable stickers on his window, wearing a mega hat. And he comes by and yells out to the cop, quote, <gasps> serve and protect, you pig. Oh, my gosh. And drives on. So the cop, my daughter says the cop turned red-faced immediately. And he said, and he said uh, uh, I'm going to give you a warning this time. Just slow down and then he runs to his car and he peels out after the guy wow so she says i know i i i hate these guys but god dang he saved me from getting a uh, a ticket (laughs) so i'm grateful to that idiot for coming by when he did Hey, did you know, I just was doing a little research on this, uh, that Oregon, the state of Oregon, where I'm speaking to you from, uh, mm-hmm. has a lot of oddball r- rules, but one of, you know, that you can't pump your own gas and stuff like you that. You still can't pump your own gas down there? What the hell is happening? They do allow people in rural areas of Oregon now to pump their own gas. But if you're in a, a city of any size, uh, then you can't. Someone has to come out and pump it for you. So that tells me that the that the law in Oregon, they don't care what happens to people in rural areas. Because the idea of it is partly that they're afraid people will blow themselves up or they'll ca- cause a fire. But if you live out in the <laughs> state, they don't care. Because con- we... that happens constantly. Oh, constantly, yeah. <laughs> But it's like we're saying, well, since you're since you're kind of a hick and you live out in the sticks, eh, if you blow yourself up, so what? Woo!
But there's also an Oregon law against uh, that prohibits fortune telling, reading tarot cards, palmistry, really? that sort of stuff. Wow. And, and I started thinking about that, and I thought, wait a minute. Shouldn't all the TV weather people be arrested and put in jail if that is a real law? Because that's what they're doing. They're fortune telling. They don't know what the heck the weather's going to be. They well, they can't now, forecast an hour ahead in this part of the world are. I'm living in. And I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you the fact. They can't do it here. I'm not saying that you're being mean, but I really don't think that's a fact that you're stating because they have all these weather uh, instruments and, and the Doppler, Wappler, Doppler, or whatever the hell yeah. it's called. Remember Andy Wappler, our he was a meteorologist. His here. father was Harry Wappler. That's where the Wappler. Harry Wappler. That's right. That's right. But they have all these forecasting tools now that tell you. And I I look at all those weather tools and and predictors of weather, the way I look at uh, political polls now these days. They're 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 not reliable. It just says it's not a science. It's a guess. It's guesswork. And I just think it needs to be acknowledged as such. So I, now you were, I'm going to you, say that all TV weather people in Oregon should be uh, <laughs> manacled and put into prison if this law has any teeth at all. Now, you were a weatherman, for people who don't know. You had a brief stint as a weatherman. Yeah. How did you How did you come up with your weather report? Did you just pull it out of your butt and go, well, I guess I'll go with this? Well, I think the weather people today pull it out of their butt. And and when I say pull it out of their butt, I mean they pull their phone out of their back pocket and look <laughs> on the phone to see what the weather is going to be. I mean, I don't even know why people watch TV weather. It's, you've got it available to you on your computer or your, your phone. But no, I, I never pretend. Of course, I when I was doing this in Eugene, Oregon, where the weather was somewhat more predictable, when you've got a mountain range getting in the way like you do, frankly, with the Olympic Mountains in the Seattle area, mm -hmm. uh, it, it makes forecasting more difficult because you never know, uh, based on wind speed and atmospheric conditions and highs and lows, exactly what the weather is going to portend or exactly where it's going to happen either. So that's the way it is here. And they, they it's just pure guesswork. I just, I've, I've said this a million times, just acknowledge that this is my best guess, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I, I'm, we're not sure. It could, could be, could be 12 inches of snow tomorrow, or it could be 12 degrees warmer tomorrow. I, we, I just don't know. And good night. And now here is the closing joke. It is really solid. I know you're going to love this. Here we go. An avid golfer hit his ball into the woods. As he goes to look for it in the woods, he stumbles upon a leprechaun who is brewing a mysterious concoction. The golfer says, hey, what are you making there? It smells really good. And the leprechaun says, hey, this is a magic brew. If you drink it, your golf game will improve remarkably and you'll never be defeated. Oh boy, uh, let me have some of that. Well, you can have as much as you like, but I have to warn you, there's one serious side effect. Uh, and by the way, please excuse my, my crappy brogue. It will almost certainly diminish your sexual desire. Yes, this brew will make you a better golfer, but your sexual desire will be, uh, well, in the bunker, shall I say. The guy says, well, that's okay, I can live with that. And he gulps down a full cup of this brew. Well, Wait, Lisa? can I stop you there? Can yes. I stop you there? Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. So he really, he, 
he wanted to be a better golfer and not okay. I'm just surprised that a guy would go that direction, but maybe you're going to get to it. Well, maybe he just wants to be a good golfer so bad that in the moment, okay, you know, he makes this Faustian bargain. It, this doesn't seem realistic to me, and it's not about really? it's not the leprechaun. Part. The leprechaun it's not seems realistic, realistic right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just that a guy realistic. a guy chose golf over sex but go ahead okay this guy could be the exception who knows could be okay um, but he, so he gulps a big glass of it he did he said you know and let me have some i i can live with that thing that you said about diminishing my sexual desire so he drinks a full cup and the brew works lisa mm-hmm. just as the leprechaun predicted this mm-hmm. guy Gets really good, and he defeats all challengers. And within six months, he is the undisputed local golf champion. And he is delighted. And one day, he goes back into the woods, not to get his ball, because he doesn't hit his ball out there anymore. He just wants to go back in there to thank his benefactor. Sure. He finds him. The golfer says, it worked. It really worked. I'm the best golfer this club has ever seen. Ah, yes, that's good news. But what about your sex life? Ah, it's pretty good. I had sex three or four times in the past six months. Well, that doesn't sound so great to me. Well, actually, that's not bad at all for a Catholic priest in a small parish. (sighs) Nothing? God, you very rarely miss. That, oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That missed. I feel like I'm on one of my boring dates. I felt like I I said, this is going to kill her. She is going to love this joke so much. Maybe I maybe I ruined the rhythm of it or something, but yeah. Well, you did stop I, me midway. I did. All right. Here's my one last chance. Oh, you're going to do another one? I'll make it quick. I I'm going to feel badly if this one... Are you sure? Yeah. No, I'm not sure anymore. Maybe I should just quit. Okay, we have next time. Frank was a man who believed in the deeper meaning of numbers. He was born on May 5th, 1905. He was 55 years old. He had five children. He lived at 555 East 55th Street. For the past five years, he made $55,000 as an executive at a store. And then on his 55th birthday, Frank went to the track and he was astonished to find there was a horse running named Numero Cinco. And he was running in the fifth race that afternoon. So five minutes before the race went, he went to the fifth window. He put down $5,000 in $5 bills on horse number five. And sure enough, the horse finished fifth. Okay. Okay, now it's That's better. Tear that other one up. I don't ever want to hear that leprechaun joke again. All right, here it goes. Gone. I am sitting on top of the world, just rolling along, just rolling along, and I am quitting the blues of the world, just singing a song. Just singing a song Glory, hallelujah I just phoned the parson Hey, boy, get ready to call Just like a Humpty Dumpty I'm about to fall I am sitting on the top 
of this world Just rolling along Just rolling along I am sitting on top of the world Singing a song Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.